Good evening, Mules and Jennings fans. Time now for Sports Page. It's the weekly show where we celebrate the University of Central Missouri athletic program. Each week, I visit with one UCM coach and one student athlete. We also step back in time and review some Mules and Jennings history, find out where two UCM alumni are now, and take a look at the week ahead in UCM athletics. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Moore, and I'm pleased each week to bring you the top athletic program in the Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletics Association, and one of the best overall programs in all of NCAA Division II athletics. Today on Sports Page, I'm visiting with Jenny's head bowling coach Ron Holmes and redshirt senior Kayla Bortz. It's that time again. Get ready for Sports Page. marks Ron Holmes' 32nd season as head coach for the Jennings Bowling Program. The eight-time coach of the year has led his team to the NCAA postseason 15 of the last 20 years, with five teams competing on the final day of the season for a national championship. His 2003 Jennings team earned the program's first national title at the Intercollegiate Bowling Championships, the NCAA's recognized championship for varsity women's bowling prior to 2004. Coach Holmes' teams have earned nine top-five finishes, with three national runners-up in 2004, 2005, and 2009. UCM has won 42 tournament titles, including the inaugural MIAA Bowling Championship in 2016 and 2017. Coach Holmes' athletes have earned 41 All-American honors and 82 academic All-American accolades. Coach, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, Good morning, and thanks for having us. Coach, you've been leading the Jennings Bowling team since its inception. How did it get started? So the uh, program here on campus was actually a club program, uh, started back in the 70s. In fact, uh, just celebrated its 50-year anniversary celebration. Um, it started as a, a club, and then in uh, 2001, 2002, it transitioned over to a varsity program, and I've been in the athletic department ever since. So when it was a club, were you coaching it then, too? I was for 10 years. Um, prior to that, I was also a student-athlete here, so... Uh, been on campus since uh, fall of '86, and enjoy being here, and and had lots of other opportunities. But Central Missouri is my home. You said you were a student athlete. What did you play? Well, I was a bowler on the bowling team. Yeah, okay. so I was fortunate enough to uh, t- you know to go through their program. Uh, they had some great individuals to work with, and. Uh, uh, I had a chance to play the national championships as well at that time. So this isn't beer and pizza league bowling we're talking about. You've explained it to me, but as simply as possible, how does college bowling work? So I guess the the best way to describe it uh, is compare it to other sports of similar levels. Uh, golf uh, would be a, a common one to, uh, to compare to. Um, first and foremost, we play uh, at the national collegiate level, but for those of you who don't know, uh, much about that. It's Division One, Division One championship. So yeah, there's no divisions in bowling. Correct. Divisions one, two, and three all play together, regardless of your um, your size of your program, your budget. Uh, we all compete for one championship. There are other types of play out there, uh, including uh, two-year, four-year uh, men's programs, women's, but all those fall under a club umbrella. So for ours, it's treated just like every other varsity sport here on campus. When we play. We accumulate wins and losses, just like other sports do. But on a weekend, we have pool play for our first uh, portions of our competition. That might be a one- or two-day type of format. And then the last day is a bracket. So, again, similar to some of the other NCAA championships, including golf, play against other teams, rack up your wins and losses, and then they seed you into a bracket for the finals. 
Um, our pool play consists of actually uh, two different types of format. One is a traditional team game like you might see if you go watch a league play, but it's um, five persons playing. You get no help or bonus or uh, handicap, as they call it, uh, so it's all scratch. The other is a baker format, so it incorporates uh, more uh, inclusive or uh, integrated team uh, format to where each person only gets two frames to play a game. Um, five games of the baker format equals the five team games of a regular or traditional format. So it's an equal uh, win or a loss compared to the pool play days. And then the last day is a bracket that's also baker, but it's uh, best four out of seven. So whether it's a one pin win or 100 pin win, um, you try to get uh, to four quicker than the other team. So in the pool play, when you're first starting out, it's like what I would think about going over to the Union Bowling Center and I bowl 10 frames, right? Yeah. Everybody does that. And That's then you great. get into the maker. What kind of strategy goes into to college bowling match? We know in sports like football and basketball, you're trying to figure out offense versus defense. Mm -hmm. That's not the case in your sport, though. Actually, it is. And uh, if, you, if you watch and, and get into the, um, the real uh, close-knit or, or important parts of it, um, the Baker format, which is traditionally on the first day, gives the team an opportunity to see what players are playing well, what players match up to the environment of their conditions that are being uh, offered to them for that weekend. And then you pick your best five to start on the second day of the traditional team games. Um, the Baker format allows a lot of substitution, also allows strategy with um, left-handed versus right-handed individuals. Um, individuals that might hook the ball a lot more, spare shooting specialists, you know, that kind of so you can sub-liberally. So uh, the only thing you can't do is if you take a person out during a game, you can't put them back in the same game. So when you talk about you're watching how the players are playing, who's playing well, who's playing, you're talking about on your own team. That's correct. Because yep. you're not pitting, I'm, I'm not bowling against you, my team's bowling against your team. Right? That, that's correct. Um, there's no defense in, um, in bowling. However, if someone from an opposing team that's playing against you uh, is playing really, really well, you might try to see what skills and strategies they're using to also see if you can't match up your team or even an individual player. So you talk left-handed versus right-handed and, and hook or, or what's the other one? Or or straight or, or spare straight. shooting specialist, like if it's a really, really tough environment. What, what it, difference does that make? Is it the lane? It is. Uh, part of it's the lane. Part of it's the, um, the hidden environment or conditions that you're playing on. And all that uh, continues to evolve or change. Um, imagine uh, the bowling balls being similar to a studded snow tire you know, where it's trying to, to move that oiler conditioner out of the way, it pulls that off the lane. So therefore, you have to adjust to that as you continue to progress. So uh, if the environment is really, really difficult because the underlying surface was um, worn or used, then part of that's going to evolve and change a little bit different as well. And on the first day, it changes different compared to the second day or maybe even the third. And you can just see by watching the bowlers go through what the lane looks like, so then you determine which kind of player, left-handed, right-handed, uh, straight, that, all that sort of thing. That's correct. Um, Man, there is a lot more to this. Well, add, add one, one other big element to it. Um, you know, these are 18 to 22-year-old women. Uh, they're human. Uh, some days they don't play real well, so you have to work through that. And then also the, the stress or the environmental things that are going on around them. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it's something you have to control your emotions and, and your speed and everything else as compared to just going and trying to do it by brute strength or speed um, to, to get it solved. So, 
So how is the team looking this year? Uh, we're doing uh, fairly well. Um, I say it in that context because you know, we're always striving to be one of the top teams in the country. We are, I believe, by our latest poll, um, fifth in the nation in Division Two, Three. They do a separate poll for that. And then 17th uh, overall for all divisions together. Um, three of those teams that are ahead of us in Division Two and Three are in our conference. So we see them, including the number one team in the country uh, for Division Two, Three, and for the nation, for all divisions together. Uh, we see them almost every weekend you know, and, and try to work and, and keep up with them. Um, but the, the team is, um, is rounding into something that I think will have a, a chance to, uh, to hold their own and compete well here at the end of the year. So we started the show talking about UCM as the class of the Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletics Association. You mentioned your conference. You don't compete in the MIAA because you're the only school in the MIAA with bowling, correct? You're in the Great Lakes Valley Conference for bowling, right? Correct. We are an associate member of the Great Lakes Valley. Um, there is one other team that has joined this year as another associate member. Newman uh, has just come on board this year. Um, so they are also they are in the MIAA. Correct. Yep. Okay. They're an associate member. Well, I'm sorry. They just were adopted as a full member of the MIAA, I believe, this past fall. But um, they were an associate member the last several years, too. Okay. So, Does that pose some challenges for you that you're in a different conference than the rest of the schools here at UCM? Does it pose? Because I know the Great Lakes Valley goes into Indiana, and, I mean, it goes a long way out there. Does that pose any extra challenges? I think in the grand scheme of everything, we would love to be in the MIAA again and be able to play closer. The GLVC has adopted a format that's completely different from uh, traditional Division II philosophies. You have to play uh, not only regionally but nationally to be able to play against some of the other schools. Um, so, therefore, at the end of the year, our actual conference uh, seating is based off of your national competition record, not your interconference part. Um, we, we uh, like I said, we would like to um, to do something different with that, but under the current format, the GLVC um, kind of dominates the uh, the format with it. So there's several teams there that are uh, former private schools. I'm sorry, former NAI schools that are still private. So they enjoy that format, and I think that'll probably stick around with them. And am I so. correct that there's we're the only school, I guess Newman, you said, but are we the only two schools in the MIAA that have a bowling team? At the present time, there are uh, two others currently that have it as club programs. Um, so uh, occasionally we will uh, see them at some uh, – preseason events, you know, some training events that we try to uh, cross paths and get some extra playing time for our, our other student athletes, but um, not sure what their opportunities are to, to move to the MIAA level. We'd love to talk about it. Because we used to be an MIAA sport. What happened? Well, uh, it, it began um, back in 2016-17 as the first year. Um, several of those conference members were members of the GLBC as associate members with us, um, ironically, we'd offered this entire process to the GLVC first, and they declined and said they weren't going to do anything, so therefore the MIAA adopted. And then three years later, it flipped. Um, that's a, a, a little bit of a tough subject. Um, so <laughs> I, maybe I a discussion <laughs> for another time. Yeah. Um, we would love to be, um, be able to do more of the division two philosophy, like all the other sports. And we miss being around our other teams and our other colleagues too, because we kind of get separate from mm -hmm. everyone. And we have 
as long as the program has been going because it's not Division Two. That's a, a completely different animal, you know, to try to work through. And right. we think we'd do quite well if it was just that. You're a graduate of Central Missouri State University, bachelor's and master's degrees in physical education, exercise, and sports science. We actually were in school together back when I was a student athlete. You were one of Correct. our athletic trainers at that time. Yes, sir. I got out of uh, college and went to Virginia, went to North Dakota, went down to Missouri Southern before I came back here. You've never left the university. What What is it about this place that's, just, that's held you, that you've just wanted to stay here? Well, I, I think um, whenever I first came, I, I thought I would be going elsewhere, doing different things. Uh, teaching, coaching, athletic training, you know, was um, was a big driver. But then, you know, as I got into this environment, um, it ended up having some really, really neat opportunities. Um, first and foremost, we could compete against anyone across the country with what we were doing, even in the club program. Um, it was convenient and close to home for me and my family. Uh, I met my wife here. Um, and then uh, we've, we've built and grown a family here in Warrensburg um, with the uh, the uniqueness of being close to a city, but then also um, you know, being able to do our own thing here. And I've had multiple other opportunities to go to um, some very nice, uh, very large programs. Um, didn't change that or pull that trigger, but um, you know, you know, in in doing that, I also saw if I did, as wonderful as that might be for me in my career, um, family always comes first, and. You know, that would have been a, a big struggle, I think, for my family. Because when you're doing this, you have to have a support system. You have to have different things um, behind you to be able to do it. And I did actually uh, move away just a, uh, from the campus just a little bit. I, I worked on a, a doctorate program over at uh, University of Missouri and did that uh, for part of that time as well while I was teaching and while I was volunteer coaching. Um, but I was offered an opportunity to come back here and, and stay. So where I had to get away to realize how much I love this place, you just knew right away. <laughs> I, I away. did, but like I said, um, you know, as successful as as we were as a program early, um, lots of those opportunities were very very attractive, and uh, I think it drove uh, drove my wife and family nuts um, <laughs> thinking about the the prospects of of changing, but it always led back to here. And they well, gave me a great chance to stay here. Well, we talked about that you were, you were teaching. You're still teaching. How do you balance that and being the coordinator of athletic special events in CANS, which is another one of your duties, and coaching? It's like you've got three full-time jobs. How do you manage all of that? I, uh, I think I have to refer back to the model of what we do here at, at UCM in general. Um, most of us wear multiple hats and do different things, and that is the common model, too, in – Division two athletics for uh, many of the sports. So, um, yes, I do teach. Um, it's a, a half teaching position, half coaching position. Um, logistically, it's really more a full coaching position and then um, doing the additional academic classes. Um, thankfully, the College of Education allows me to still do that and fit that in. And that's, um, you know, that's part of my operations budget. So that's why they've, they've kept that together. Um, and then the, uh, the third role was, I, I think, one that the athletic department was looking for a need. Um, part of my background uh, toward health promotion and as well as um, uh, events management um, allowed me to, uh, to help with the, um, the special events and athletic camps and different things. So um, if there was somebody else that wanted to do that, 
I'd be fine to take it <laughs> off my plate, but I don't know that that's coming anytime soon. So um, thankfully, uh, I've split that role with uh, Coach um, uh, Theobald with soccer. And he does, uh, whenever it overlaps with my primary season, I do when it overlaps with his. Uh, so uh, a lot of that is behind the scenes stuff. I don't have to do a lot of the nuts and bolts things during the events themselves. Well, you, like I said, you and I have been acquainted for a long time. Your wife, Amy, teaches with my wife, Heidi. Uh, your boys, Evan and Cameron, both have been students of mine. Evan is now a sports writer. Cameron is, I saw him the other day at the student rec. He's back at UCM. You're almost empty nesters. What what plans do you have? Well, uh, I think that's also evolving, too. Um, you know, I, I enjoy uh, doing this, and um, I think even if I wasn't doing it, I'd, I'd somehow be still tied to um, – bowling and, and NCAA athletics. Um, it always had a, a genuine interest in being in athletic administration. Um, just didn't have a fit or the opportunity to do that. Um, Family-wise, I'm uh, not real sure. I think um, my wife would certainly enjoy me being home probably a little bit more as uh, you know, we spent all these years um, being on the road. And I have to give a, uh, a small shout out to her for being so patient and, and helpful while we've been on the road, you know, uh, 40 plus days a year, uh, every year. So yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's something she <laughs> I, is. I've known Amy a long time and she she's is. very, very patient, very, very energetic and upbeat person. So I can see where it would, it would take that. She is. And that's the only way this has worked, you know, staying, uh, close to home in that part, uh, would not have, gone a different direction, even if I could maybe you know, done for more money or uh, for more success. Um, it, it wasn't worth that trade off to me. So she's a, a very amazing person. Yeah. All right. We're going to play a little word association. We like to do that with our coaches at the end of this segment of the show. I'm going to give you a word or phrase. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Right. I'll try. Family. Home. Pin. 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 Sport. Lane. Challenge. Strike. Success. Turkey. Goal. Do they give turkeys? Is it a turkey in college bowling? They do. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it's still a carryover bowling term if you get three in a row. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. All right. If I was thinking if they didn't do that, you were going to say something like Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's bowling. Tradition. All right, Coach, that's great. It's been a pleasure. Always enjoy having you uh, having you on and getting a chance to visit with you. That is UCM Jenny's head bowling coach Ron Holmes joining us here on Sports Page. Time now to take a look at this week in UCM athletics history for February 15th through 21st. On February 17, 1994, the Mules baseball team opened the season with a pair of wins over Lincoln University, winning 7-1 and 10-0. That in itself is no big deal, but that doubleheader sweep set the stage for the Mules to rattle off a 51-11 season and claim their first NCAA Division II national title. February 19, 2016, Heaven Warner posted a mark of 70 feet, 8 and one half inches in the weight throw at the UCM Classic. That effort is both a Jenny's and a UCM multi-purpose building record. Matt Wilkinson came out firing when the Mules basketball team played at Washburn on February 20th, 2020. He hit a school record 10 of 14 three-pointers against the Ichabods. That was almost a quarter of his season total as Wilkinson drained 45 of 120 from behind the arc that year. 
And finally, Kiana Flax put up 21 free throw attempts against Southwest Baptist on February 22, 2014. She sank 15. Kiana hit 198 of 271 from the charity stripe that season, both school records. Another great week for UCM Mules and Jennies, February 15th through 21st, this week in UCM Athletics history. Up next, I get to visit with Jenny's senior Kayla Bortz, right here on Sports Page. We have so much to celebrate in Division II, but we're especially proud of our commitment to make a wish. Division II student athletes have led a 10-year initiative to raise funds and help grant wishes of children with life-threatening medical conditions. Nearly $3 million have been raised, and hundreds of children's wishes have been granted. We play hard, we work hard, and we support others in need. Why? It's simple. Because we care. Welcome back to Sports Page, where I am now joined by Jenny's senior, Kayla Bortz. Kayla, welcome. Thanks for having me. Kayla has lettered all four years for the Jennies. She received National Ten Pin Coaches Association All Academic Honors from 2019 to 2022, received the GLVC James R. Spalding Sportsmanship Award, and was a member of the GLVC Academic All Conference team last season and is serving as the Jennies team captain this year. Kayla, we're glad to have you here today in part because I don't think most people know what college bowling actually is. We talked about that quite a bit with Coach Holmes. But this isn't 10 frames. You get a couple extra frames. If you get a strike in the last game, you talk a lot of smack with your opponents, that sort of thing. What is the college game like? It's three days, three-day competitions. We start in on a Friday, and we're not done till about 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sundays. I mean, we go all these cool places, and people are like, oh, you go." we were up in Chicago last week, and they were like, oh, you're going to go see, like, downtown, go look around. And I'm like, we don't have time. We get up at just before 6 a.m., eat breakfast real quick, and then we're in the bowling alley till almost 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon each day. Well, I understand there's there's like positions in bowling that I never would have expected. There's like a leadoff. There's a fourth bowler. I think that's like a cleanup batter in baseball, correct? Kind of, yeah. Okay, there's an anchor or what we consider in baseball a closer. What what Number one, what do those positions mean? And number two, what are you? So for me, it truly depends on how I'm doing that day and where I need to be for the team. Those positions do change pretty often just because lane conditions change as well. So some days I'll match up better than some of my teammates and some days they'll match up a little bit better than me. So that leadoff spot, I say, is probably the most important spot because that sets the tone for the entire match. And then just what can build off of them. You're building on that next person, just getting them set up so they can do the best they can. Okay, so so what position do you usually play? Are you I, just kind of, like you said, you just kind of float wherever you need to be? Most of the time I'm just wherever. Most of the time I want to say I'm in three or four spot. Most of the time it's that third spot. Is that how it is for everybody or is that more? That's more me. I mean, we do have some bowlers that tend to bowl later in the lineup as normal or start off, but then there's still – certain things that have to happen within that role to make sure they fit well. Okay. You won the sportsmanship award. That's, that's a pretty big deal. Tell yeah. me about that. It took me by surprise. Um, especially since at that point, I really was still trying to find my place within the conference and within this team, but it was nice to get the recognition that other coaches 
saw what I was doing for my team, even though at that time maybe I wasn't bowling as much. But there's still plenty of things off the lanes that need to happen as well. So then you become the encourager and the, the cheerleader and the kind of the, the, co- the right. student coach. Right. Okay. Well, good for you. That's that's a neat honor. That's Thank you. that's one of those things that is apparent <laughs> as a professor. Yeah. I'd rather see that yeah. than than you be the national champion. I'd rather see you be a good person. Now, if you could be the national champion and a good person, great. Right, that would but... be great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a routine you go through before you bowl? Um, I mean, each day we normally stop for coffee in the morning, grab that, get into the bowling alley about an hour before we start warm-ups, and then we'll stretch as a team. But before then, I normally journal a little bit before each match, just how I'm feeling that day, what I learned from the day before to go into this day, and listen to some music, of course. That's always a good start. But not, and then we stretch as a team. That takes about 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll just discuss what everyone's thinking for the day. Is there any particular thing that you just, aside from the journaling, listen to the music, is there a, do you have a ritual you go through, or or you have any of those superstitions that athletes often have? Not so much. I mean, it's pretty much just, yeah, write a couple things down. Documentation's huge for me, just to write it and almost forget it, leave it there. Let it go. All right. In high school, you were a four-year letter winner on the women's bowling team. You were the softball manager all four years. You served as class president for four years. You've clearly built up some leadership skills. You've parlayed that into a solid college career. Now you're the team captain. What kind of leader are you? What's your style? Um, I'm huge on accountability and responsibility within the team. I mean, there's things that standards I'm held to. I would expect the same from my teammates as well. Because if we, at the end of the day, we all do our part, we'll get to where we want to. All right. So you're just going to make sure, hey, I'm, I'm, do you kind of lead by example and say, now this is what we need to be doing? As yes. Kids? Will bowling continue to be a part of your life after college? I'll definitely take some time away just to get settled into wherever I end up getting a career, get that started, but I'll definitely keep bowling leagues. Your major is crisis and disaster management. You have minors in criminal justice and communications. We're a little familiar with each other yes. because you were a guest on one of the student shows in yes. one of my other classes. So what's your goal after you graduate in May? So my goal is to move to Texas. I've been applying for jobs out of Dallas and Houston to just truly be a part of more natural disaster type things. I want to be that person that helps those who have just lost everything. Have you had any temptation to run over to Syria and- I've thought about it. I've I've really thought about once I graduate, now's the time to travel. There's nothing tying me down anywhere. Yeah, that's that's great because my my wife and I we were watching the news this morning, and I said, you know, you just feel so helpless. What could you do? Well, you can support somebody like you right. who's trying to. That's your life goal. Well, even I was reading the news this morning and saw there was another school shooting up in Michigan, and I've really these past couple of years I've thought about shifting my focus to more school and campus safety, just developing new methods of how things are done, upgrading. I mean, just making changes. Clearly what we're doing now isn't working. Yeah. Boy, we need that. That would be great. Well, we're going to go from a little serious there to a little lighter side here. This is my favorite part of the show. It's rapid fire. So I'm going to fire off a series of questions and you respond as quickly as you can. First thing that comes to mind. All right. Okay. Is a taco a sandwich? No. What about a hot dog? Sandwich or no? Yes. Okay, why a, why a ta- hot dog but not a, a taco? Okay, I have international teammates <laughs> that 
I need to be careful. Okay. Okay, tacos are tacos. They're, that's it. They're just tacos. They're just a class all by themselves. Yes. Okay. I could kind of agree with that. <laughs> I'm not sure about the hot dog one, but I could agree well, with that. Well, I mean, the, the hot dogs, it's bread and meat. That's a sandwich. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the movie or read a book? A movie. Why the movie? My attention span is not quite long enough for a book. <laughs> okay. Favorite athlete? Probably Liz Johnson. She's a professional bowler on the tour. She has been for years. She's pretty good. She's perfection. <laughs> okay. Hype song? Probably anything by Chris Young. Definitely more relaxed. Most people's hype songs are like screaming at them. And I'm like, I don't want to get too amped up. I need something more relaxing. Okay. Dream job? Probably emergency manager with FEMA. That'd be a good one. Dream vacation? Alaska. Alaska? I want to go to Alaska. I loved it. Have you been? Oh, we've been multiple times as a family. And it would definitely be cool to have a summer home up there. Just run away for a couple months and then come back here. See, I want to go on an Alaskan cruise and do whale watching. Yeah. And then going through all the, seeing all the glaciers and sitting on a hot tub on the ship is just it doesn't get better than that. Okay. Um, Heidi, my wife, you need to be listening to this show because I want to do an Alaskan cruise. And she's like, you will never get me on an Alaskan cruise. It's really I'm... not that cold. That's what I keep saying. During the summer months, it's anywhere from 70 to 75 degrees. It's perfect. We're, we love that kind of weather here. Okay. All right. Kayla, you're gone. I'm going to have to put you on the payroll. Get, <laughs> get her convinced. If you weren't competing in bowling, what would you be doing? I'd be playing softball. Softball? Played softball for years. I had a back injury in eighth grade. Fractured two vertebrae in my back playing. Playing softball? Yes. What happened? I was running the bases. I dove back to second. The girl didn't see me. I'd laid out and she rolled her cleats in my lower back. Oh. So that was softball career ending for me. And it's a miracle I can throw a bowling ball today. Yeah, I would say. Well, finally, what does it mean to you to be a Jenny's bowler? It's a huge honor. I mean, this team has such a rich history with performance. I mean, team wouldn't be here without Coach Holmes. He's put so much work in, not only just with bowling, but women's athletics in general. And um, it's a huge honor to be a part of that. All right. Well, thanks, Kayla, for being here with us this week. It's good to have you. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Time now for Where Are They Now? I was fortunate to work with both of these student-athletes, one in my former life in athletic media relations, the other as one of my graduate students. Mandy Berg-Hollifield virtually rewrote the Central Missouri State softball record book during her career from 1994 to 1997. She was a four-time All-MIAA selection and a three-time All-American. Mandy holds the Jenny's career records for appearances, complete games, innings pitched, wins, win percentage, saves, lowest earned run average, shutouts, strikeouts, and strikeouts per seven innings. She received the Vernon Kennedy Award as Outstanding Athlete at Central Missouri after her senior year and was inducted into the UCM Athletic Hall of Fame in 2003 and the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame in 2021. Since graduating with her degree in social work, she has worked for the Independent School District the past 15 years as the Family School Liaison at Sycamore Hills Elementary. Mandy also taught pitching lessons for many years and was JV softball coach for four years and head coach for one year at Truman High School before having her son, Fletcher. At that point, she decided to stop coaching and spend time with her son and husband, Steve. 
Lance Beckwith was a three-year letter winner and two-year starter for Mules basketball from 2010 to 2013. Prior to joining the Mules, he was the first basketball player ever to be awarded a scholarship at Wake Tech Community College. Lance then helped lead the Mules to a pair of Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletics Association regular season championships and an MIAA tournament championship. During his career, he scored 1,329 points, pulled down 546 rebounds, and dished out 344 assists. Lance stuck around after receiving his bachelor's degree and earned a Master of Arts degree in communications. Lance has taken his passion and knowledge of the game to Winston-Salem, where he is an assistant coach. He joined the Rams in the fall of 2018. Prior to joining the Winston-Salem staff, Lance served as a basketball trainer in the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina. He also spent time with Team United of the Elite Basketball Youth League, as well as coaching Team Wall in the Adidas Gauntlet. He was the head coach of the 15 and under team and an assistant coach on the 17 and under team. He and his wife, Jaquinta, have one son, Lance Beckwith Jr. A social worker and a coach. Now that's giving back. That's a look at where are they now. If you know of a former mule or Jenny who is using what they learned on the gridiron, field, court, course, or track, and in the classroom, email me at jhmore at ucmo.edu and let me know. When we come back, we'll preview the week ahead in UCM athletics. Don't go away. This is Sports Page. We can stop to make sure someone is okay. Get in the way and disrupt the situation. Codify an authority. Or walk them home safely. We can change the language around rape. We can make campuses safer for our teammates, our friends, and our classmates. We cannot be bystanders. Taking action isn't always easy, but it's on, on us. To intervene. Because we can. Learn more and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Time now to take a look at the week ahead in UCM Athletics. Busy seven days as usual for the Mules and Jennies, February 16th through 22nd. Jennies and Mules basketball invite a couple of Kansas teams across the border. They take on Emporia State Thursday, February 16th at 5.30 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. UCM then hosts Washburn Saturday, February 18th at 1 and 3 p.m. The Jennies enter the week at 19-3, 15-3, and third in the MIAA while the Mules are 11-13, and 7-11, and tied for ninth in conference action. The Emporia State Lady Hornets are 13-11, and 8-10, and, and tied for seventh in league play, while the Hornets are 18-6, and 12-6, and, and tied for third in the conference. Washburn's women come in at 9-14, and 5-12, and, and ninth in the MIAA. The men's squad is 12-11, and 9-8, and, and seventh in the league. All four games can be seen on the MIAA network. Just go to ucmathletics.com, select the appropriate schedule, find your game, and click on the watch button for the pay-per-view experience. Mules and Jenny's track and field will have some competitors at the University of Arkansas Qualifier in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and others at the Northwest Missouri Invitational in Maryville this Friday, February 17th. Number 17 Jenny's Bowling Knicks competes Friday and Saturday at the Arkansas State Midwinter Classic in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Action begins at 11.45 a.m. Friday. The Mules baseball team hosts Davenport in a three-game series Friday through Sunday at Crane Stadium Tompkins Field. Friday's first pitch is at 3 p.m. Saturday, UCM and Davenport will square off at 2 p.m. 
and Sunday's game begins at 1 p.m. Jenny Softball plays a pair of doubleheaders this Saturday and Sunday, February 17th and 18th, in the Henderson State Wachita Baptist Tournament. UCM faces Wachita Baptist on Saturday at noon and 2.30 p.m., and then the Jennies take on Henderson State at 10 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. Sunday. You can keep up with how the Mules and Jennies are doing by logging on to UCMAthletics.com or checking out their results at UCMBeat.com and clicking on the Central News tab. Thanks for joining me today on Sports Bates, presented by UCM The Beat, the internet radio station at the University of Central Missouri. For more information on upcoming shows, follow us on UCM The Beat's social media for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our blog at ucmsportspage.blogspot.com. Thanks for joining me. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, God bless and go Mules and Jennies. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.